two passages from God's Word this morning. Um, The first, Psalm 118, verses 25 and 26. This is God's Word. Lord, save us. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. And then from Zechariah 9, verses 9 and 10. Rejoice greatly, O daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. He will proclaim peace to the nations. His rule will extend from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. Amen. This morning we're going to do two uh, talks for our all-age service, and you will have noticed, boys and girls, that there were two Old Testament readings, all right? One was taken from Psalm 118, and the other was from Zechariah chapter 9. And the two passages are telling us this. They are telling us that the king is coming, all right? And the question is, when a king comes, what, what would you expect? What would you expect if you saw a king coming, Okay. For people to bow down to him. Okay, they might bow down to him. Yeah, any others? Guards. Guards, yeah, plenty of bodyguards. Any others? What what would you expect when a king comes? Yeah. Priests. Police, yeah. Guards again. It'll be on the news. It'll be on the news, right? And when, right, when these two famous people came to, to Ireland, right, on what year it was, look how many people there were. Look how many people greeted them as they came uh, to Ireland. Look at the body shield around them in case some Egypt decided to do something. All right? But guess what happened? When they came, they weren't expecting this, though. Look. Next picture. When Obama's car was going out of Dublin Embassy, it got wedged on a ramp coming out of the embassy. And so they weren't expecting that. But generally, when famous people come or famous individuals come, it's a big thing. And this was a big thing, I suppose, for Northern Ireland as well, when the Queen visited in 2012. Look at all the flags. Look at all the black Land Rovers. Look at them. And all the, all the people coming to get a glimpse of her and all the protection around her. And yet people were invited, weren't they? You see, when a king comes, we expect certain things, don't we? We expect certain things to happen. And you know what, folk, uh, boys and girls, men and women, In Psalm 118 and Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, God gives us a sneak preview. Hands up if you have seen Beauty and the Beast. All right, at this stage. Okay. Have you seen the trailer? Did you see the trailer before going? Yep. Did you see the sneak preview of it? Well, exactly like that, Zechariah and Psalm 118 are giving us a little window into the king is coming. All right? And when he says that, he says, Zachariah says, rejoice, shout for joy, your king is coming. He's coming to rescue. He's coming to bring peace. He's coming to rule. Rejoice, be happy. And it's like as if Zachariah is saying to us, this is the trailer. This is the sneak preview into the king is coming. But you know something? The people were expecting certain things. The people were expecting this. They were expecting pomp and might, just like when the Queen comes or the Obamas come. They were expecting that he would come and nobody would know, would, everyone would know. 
They were expecting also them, for them to be um, riches. He would come with riches. That he would come, like you say, with huge crowds and flags heralding him in. They also expected this, that they would deliver him from their enemies. You see, the people of Israel, more than anything else, wanted a king to come to liberate them. They were being captured by the Romans at this time, and they wanted a liberator. And then lastly, they wanted somebody to come who would rule, who would take back their land. And the big question is, what was he going to be like? What was Jesus going to be like as he came, as Zechariah and Psalm 118 gave us a sneak preview into what was going to come? The king is coming. And in our next talk, we'll see what he was like and who he was in that. The second reading is from the book of John. John chapter 12, first of all, verse 1, and then verses 12 to 16. This is God's word. Six days before the Passover, Jesus arrived at Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the feast heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat upon it, as it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's coat. At first, his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. So we saw in the first one, the king is coming, and the people were expecting a king to come. And boys and girls, this morning we are going to uh, step out or go on tour with the journey that the crowd went with Jesus from the reading from John 12. So what I want you to do this morning is, on your feet, we're going to go on a bit of a journey and feel for what the crowd felt that day and also what happened Jesus. Okay, so up, up on your feet. Imagine that you are the crowd that morning, okay? All right, and it says in chapter 12, verse 1, it says six days before Jesus came into Jerusalem, he went to a place called Bethany, okay? Hands up if you can... Do you know why Bethany's famous? Jesus died. He did die, yeah. But he came to Bethany, right? And there's a man, a famous man called Lazarus, isn't there? Who lived in Bethany. Bethany's very popular in the Bible for a couple of reasons. There were two sisters. Do you remember? M&M's, Mary and Martha, right? Lived in Bethany. And also Lazarus did, didn't he? And what happens in Bethany is Bethany is seven miles we're going to go on a seven-mile journey today over to Jerusalem. So it's seven miles from Jerusalem. Six days before Jesus went to Jerusalem, he came to Bethany. And he did something very famous in Bethany. What did he do in Bethany to Lazarus? Anyone remember? Hands up if you remember. He, wrote, yeah, he raised Lazarus in Bethany from the dead. And the Bible tells us that many of the Jews believed in him that day. And so some of, that, some of those Jews were actually the crowd who followed him all the way to Jerusalem, okay? So come on with me, right? Let's go down this way, right? Seven miles, take your time. Okay, here we go. Okay, boys and girls, we've just left Bethany, right? And we've left the church people behind, okay? And we've come into the foyer. 
and we're now going to enter the road to Jerusalem. And in the Bible, it tells us that we cannot go any further because you're the crowd unless you have certain things in your hand. So what I'm going to give you out is a palm branch. And guess what's written on it? Let me just show you before I give them out. It says, Hosanna, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. All right, so you have to have a palm branch in your hand before you can continue on the journey. So we've just gone, we've gone about five miles, okay, from Bethany all the way around to Jerusalem, okay? And the Bible tells us that as Jesus was coming with the crowd into Jerusalem, they put out palm branches, all right? So let's see you're waving palm branches, that's it. And they said, Hosanna, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. All right, let's get the whole church saying this, because you have to immerse yourself into this, all right? Hosanna, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. This was a joyous occasion. Here is the king of Israel coming in, and he says, Hosanna, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Let's keep coming, crowd. And as the crowd are coming in, boys and girls, the Bible tells us that Jesus found a donkey or a colt. Okay, watch this boy. He can bite. Okay. <laughs> um, Jesus found a donkey. Another version says that Jesus arranged for this animal to be here when he was coming into Jerusalem. And so we were only a mile and a half out, say, and Jesus gets up on this young colt or donkey. And the crowd continue their praise by saying... Hosanna, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. So I'll pull him by the ears if you just keep coming, all right? (laughs) Hosanna, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, okay? Boys and girls, we've just gone from Bethany, right, where famously Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. His sisters Mary and Martha were so happy that day. But many of the Jews followed Jesus that day, and they followed him six days later as he came into Jerusalem, praising God, saying, Hosanna, blessed is the king who comes. The crowd shouted and celebrated as Jesus entered Jerusalem that day. The king Jesus has come. (laughs) The king is coming in Zechariah and Psalm 18. The king has come into Jerusalem. Three points this morning for you to remember. The king has come humbly. That means he's come and taken the low position. See this boy here? If you were a king, okay, if you were a king, would you come into Jerusalem on this? Would you choose this mode of transport if you wanted to make a big impression coming into Jerusalem that day? You know what? You'd have a chariot. You'd have a war horse, not a young colt of a donkey. Instead, the whole point of it is Jesus was fulfilling scripture in the Old Testament but he was also humbling himself. And Jesus comes into Jerusalem on a young donkey. Why does he humble himself? Because Jesus isn't coming for victory. He's coming to die on a cross for you and me. Isn't that wonderful to think? That as the crowd said, Hosanna, save, blessed is the king who comes. He wasn't a liberator, but rather he was one that was going to the cross of Calvary to die for us. And he humbled himself. We've been learning that in John's gospel as adults here over the last while, that Jesus humbled himself. That day as he came into Jerusalem, the king has come humbly to us. But secondly, the king has come to rescue us. He rode into Jerusalem that day, and the crowd said, Hosanna. And he came to die on a cross for us. Thirdly, he said this, Jesus has come to rule. All right? 
And it wasn't to rule over Israel or the lands or the country, but rather they were expecting a liberator to do that. Instead, he's come to rule our hearts and our lives. That's very different than ruling over countries and nations. Jesus has come humbly. He has come to rescue. He has come to rule. Isn't that wonderful this morning? As we come towards the Easter story of Good Friday and Easter Sunday, we have to remember that Jesus, the King, has come both humbly to rescue and to rule in our hearts and lives. That day, many people welcomed Jesus. Many put, trust, put their trust in him as the King. And guess what the verse says in, in, in chapter 12, verse 20? It says this, the Pharisees were looking on as the crowd came into Jerusalem and they said this, see, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. Okay? You see, in Jerusalem that morning, there were two and a half million people from different parts of the world gathered together. And as the Pharisees who wanted to get rid of Jesus saw this happening, they said, look, the whole world has gone after him. And you see, boys and girls, men and women, Jesus' kingdom is divisive, but it's also universal. It's divisive because some accept him. Some receive him and trust in him. Others reject him and want to get rid of him. But his, kingdom, his kingship is universal. It is for everyone. And lastly this morning, the good news. The king is coming. The king has come, as we've just seen in Jerusalem. And the beauty of it is this. The king will come again. Do you ever think about that? that Jesus, the King, will come again. And there are three points I would just put up, which I hope hit home. The day he came into Jerusalem, he humbled himself. When he comes again, it will be in glory. It will, he will bring his angels. He will gather home. That's the next point that's coming up. He will gather. Rather than rescue, he'll bring them home. So those who have put their trust in the Lord Jesus, he will bring home when he returns again. And then lastly... He will rule, and he will rule everything that this world has, and he will judge it. Isn't that wonderful to think that the king is coming from Zechariah and Sam? The king has come in the story of the Bible in history and time when he came to Jerusalem, and now we look forward to the king who is coming and will return again. And when he does, it will be in glory, it will be to bring home those who are his, and it will be to rule with everything. Boys and girls, listen to this verse, and maybe the adults could say it for them uh, this morning. From Philippians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11, it says this. Let's say it together. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord, is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus is coming again. This Bible verse tells us that every knee will bow before him. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. How does that change your day tomorrow? Isn't it good to know that Jesus is coming? That he's coming in glory to bring his people home to rule where everyone will bow their knee and confess with their tongue that he is Lord. That is what's going to happen. That day when he came into Jerusalem, he did it humbly. A small crowd realized but the day he comes back again, it will be in full lights, as it were, and is fully in glory, bringing home and ruling forever. Boys and girls, let's pray um, as we continue in our service together. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you this morning that Jesus is Lord. 
of that day that he rode into Jerusalem humbling himself by seating himself on a young donkey, by going to the cross to die for those who did not yet know him. And Father, we thank you that when he returns, it will be in full glory with the full hosts of heaven, and he will be bringing his people to himself. He will rule everything and judge all. And Father, we thank you for those truths from your word today. And we pray, Lord, help us now to bow our knee before him, to confess him as Lord, to live our lives for him, knowing that one day Jesus will again return as king. Lord, help us over this Easter time, as we come to Good Friday, as we come to Easter Sunday, to remember your death and resurrection and to glory in Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.